check, 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 check. Hey, how you doing, everyone? Welcome back. Here we are, another episode. Got a little water, feeling hydrated. Episode number, who cares? Um, I think it's episode number 23. That's a Jordan number. But really, who cares? Because time is a construct that we ain't following anymore. I mean, people are following it. I don't feel like I'm following it in my circumstances. Tuesdays or Saturdays, Sundays or, or Thursdays, Wednesdays, an eighth day that I didn't even know existed before all this began. Um, we are slowly trying to do our best to not descend into descend into a complete state of madness. Um, and, you know, I hope you're doing well. Hope you're uh, staying safe and healthy. Uh, I'm going to start releasing this podcast on Fridays now. So I'm um, going to do that and I'm going to do my best to keep doing that as consistently as possible for those of you that listen. So thank you very much for continuing to support. As always, uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please rate, review, subscribe. If you're on the YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel and, uh, if, you know, share with your friends and families, all that stuff. You know, at this point, though, uh, let me tell you, this whole thing is just a real perspective shifter, you know? This whole situation, the ultimate thing that, that puts things into perspective when it comes to understanding what actually matters. Uh, and it just you just let stuff go just a lot easier. And if, in a way, some of the things that may have frustrated me before don't don't frustrate me as much. Now, does the uh, does the the what's it called the cabin fever of it all kick in sometimes? Sure, yeah, for sure. But look, I'm um, I am healthy, and I got a roof over my head, and I got food, and I'm gonna figure it out, and I'm gonna be okay. And I know that I am very, 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 very lucky for that. So for all the other things, whatever, look, am I not living up to, uh, the goals that I set for myself when this quarantine started? Sure. All right. I was like, I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to improve on myself. All the things that I didn't do before. Cause I didn't have the time to do them. Well, now I'm going to do them. Now I have the time to do them. So I'm going to do them. But what I've discovered during this quarantine is I am a bigger piece of shit than I gave myself credit for. <laughs> not like, like I just I look I'm I'm a little lazy and apathetic and maybe part of that is the situation and that's okay that's fine look am I going to you know eat four peanut butter cookies in a day and watch some shitty television yeah am I not gonna watch too hot to handle for sure am I gonna make fun of it while also not so secretly enjoying it you betcha you know why because I'm a little bit of a piece of shit in that sense we all I mean we all are a little bit. And it's because it's nice. We, I look in an ideal world. You go out, you run seven miles, you eat fucking kale and and four kiwis, and you raise a koala, and you're you know, and you're you're reading two books a day, and you're 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 writing you know four essays on the issue. Uh, with with religion in, in the context of the problem with evil and the philosophical um, debates that arise from that, and the arguments made from a theistic standpoint, and then at the end of the day, you're donating $3,500 to a food bank in every different city, and you're doing all these things, and you feel good about yourself, and you feel fulfilled, and you're just rocking and rolling through this pandemic. Yes, for sure. That's a that's an ideal scenario. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Uh, I would love to have a koala. Actually, I'm pretty sure that's illegal and probably ethically not good, um, but it sounds fun. And uh, that'd be nice, but 
probably not going to happen. Probably, probably, you know, maybe I read 20 pages of a book and then that's like a success. I was like, I'm going to read so much during this quarantine. Oh my God, I'm going to shut in. I'm going to read books. I've read, I read one short book and then I got like a long book. I got like a 550 page book and I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I'm Googling every page. Every page I come across a word where I'm like, oh, I don't know what this word means. I don't know what this means. What, what is this? And then I got to Google it and then I got to get back in and I'm like, what did I just read? And then it's just, it's just a vicious circle. It's a vicious circle. Like I need a book that's like 120 pages and I know 98% of the words in that book. And then there's like that 2% that challenges me that allows me to, 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 to have a, a, a larger vocabulary to be more articulate, you know, like, Oh, blah, 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 blah. Well, I know this word. I know this word. I know this word inexorably. Oh, inexorably. What does inexorably mean? I know what inexorably means now. And then I got like five minutes before I come around, come across another word, uh, that I don't know. What I'm saying is I need like an 11th grade, uh, reading list. And then I'll read that, you know, um, but yeah, doing that, I was going to work out. I was like, I'm going to get in shape. And then I fucked up my bicep. I like got tendonitis or whatever. So mm, it feels better, but I went running yesterday and in LA it's getting really hot. It's like 80 something degrees. And I went running and <laughs> you know, I, sometimes I get this idea in my head. Like I, I like romanticize it. I'm like, I'm going to run the most. Oh, I'm about to go run eight miles. I haven't run more than two in a long time, but today I'm going to run eight. And I've chosen the first day, it's 85 degrees at 2.30 in the afternoon when the sun is just peaking. That's when I'm going to go run my eight miles. Next thing I know, I am, I've, and then I ran up a hill. I ran up a fucking hill. Daniel, who do you think you are? <laughs> do you, I'm sorry, do you think that you're a football player? Do you think you're a football player? Either one, American football, football, whatever. Also, punch me in the face for going football. Fuck you, Daniel. Who do I think I am? Running up hills. Daniel, why don't you try to run on a flat surface for eight miles before you start trying to conquer hills like you're training for a, a season of, of, of a professional sport? Maybe you try to do that. Maybe you build up. Then I didn't drink enough water, so I'm drinking water right now. I was so dehydrated. Then I'm up in the hills, and I'm, like, dying, like, tired. I'm, like, I'm thirsty. I got no water. But then I don't want to stop and get water because I don't have anything to wipe the water, the water bottle down. So, I'm like, I got to make it back home. This is my trek. This is me traveling through the desert. But it's, like, 2020, and it's not a desert. It's Los Angeles, and I'm going to be fine, and... Not even close. Not even close of a comparison. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to, I'm just, I'm just trying to like, it's okay. I'm trying to realize like, look, it's okay if, you know, you set out goals for the day and then you don't achieve those goals for that day. It's fine. You gotta, you gotta give yourself some slack. Gotta do it, you know? Um, in other news, uh, buzzed my head. That happened. Hey, what's up? Yeah, let's address the um, the egg in the room, uh, otherwise known as my head. Uh, yeah, I thought it would be a good idea to trim my head, uh, trim my head, to trim my hair. I was like, I'm gonna give myself like a little bit of a of a cleanup, but apparently, uh, apparently, 
trimming your hair is very difficult, which is why barbers and hairstylists have a job. Why that? That's why that profession exists. Like, I have a whole new appreciation for people to cut hair. Like, if you here's the difference. Like, I appreciate chefs and great cooks, a hundred percent. But like, I could cook a dish, and it'll taste pretty good. It's not amazing. It's not out of this world. It's not a a piece of culinary art, but it's pretty good. Then you go to a chef and they they do it. And it's like whoa, right? But it's like that's pretty good. This is edible. With a haircut, is no. There's no pretty. I can't do pretty good. There's no like, oh, it's okay. No, it's either, it's it's just gonna it's just gonna be bad. It's just gonna be a, a fucking train wreck. Like my hair looked like 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 if you took a grapefruit and then you just like put glue on it and then you took a fistful of hair and threw it on there and then it was just it was not good, not not good. Um, like I looked like like it, it I look it wasn't good. <laughs> so I said, you know, what? I'm gonna buzz it. I'm going to buzz my head. I'm going to buzz it. And then I'm going to look like I did in high school. Because I buzzed my head in high school. I was like, I know I have a decently shaped head. It's fine. I'll do that. Then I did that. And then I made a little bit of a discovery, people. I made a bit of a discovery. Turns out that your hair changes. Turns out that my hair at 15 is not the same as my hair at 28. Um, You know, it's a little bit thinner up top on the head, you know, uh, which is, Hey, that's a part of aging. That's a part of, uh, of living life. But, you know, I've never connected. Uh, there's, you know, it's, it's one of those moments where I really connected to my Jewish heritage, just really, really felt like, ah, there you go. Mazel tov, baby. Like I just saw it and I went, that's a Jew that look at that. Hey, that's a Jew right there, baby. That's a, mm. That you know what that looks like. That looks like a guy who is uh, who's who's ready to make some Google. You know, there's a few Jewish rites of passage in this world. You have a bar mitzvah. Your hair starts to thin a little bit. You know, your hair starts to get to the point where a you add a little mint to it, and a Girl Scout could sell a box of twelve of your heads for eight dollars. You know, and that your heads are cookies in this uh, in this metaphor. I feel like that's self-explanatory, and I didn't need to explain the joke. But I did, and here we are, and we can't go back. But um, but yeah, you know, this looks like a guy who's just ready to read some fucking Torah. Uh, uh, maybe f- and from some angles, some angles it may look like somebody who's ready to who just hates Jews. Um, but for the most part, I think you know. But that's the thing, you know, like this haircut. If I was super full, it may look like, hey, is he an in indie band? Is he a soccer player, or is he ready to commit a hate crime against a synagogue? Um, but then it's thinning a little bit. It's like, oh no, he's ready to go into the synagogue. That's what he's trying to do. He's ready to do that. Uh, but it's okay. It'll grow out, and then it'll look good again. And uh, you know, hey, now I know. Now I know. Uh, and like I said earlier, there are way bigger uh, bigger things to worry about in this world. And my lungs are feeling good. So fuck it, baby. My lungs ain't thinning. My lungs are strong. You know how I know? Because I went on that fucking run yesterday. And did I get dehydrated? And did I get tired? Yes, but that was like mile three and a half, four after a little uphill jog. So mazel tov l'chaim, baby. Um, so yeah, that happened. Um, and look, it's just like, I start to, I'm starting to realize I'm starting to get, I've always been like, I'm like an old soul, which make sure, but like, there are definitely things that I'm doing now where I go like, Oh, it's just the things that I get excited about 
there are things that I get excited about that like let me know that I'm 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 growing up, right? Like when I cook something and I make a dish that's an easy cleanup, oh my god, dude. Nothing gets me more excited than when you cook a meal and then you're done and then you got like one pan to clean and a cutting board and the knife you used and that's it. That's why people love the Instant Pot so much. Oh, I got the Instant Pot and I was like, oh, look at this easy, what an easy cleanup. What an easy cleanup. I don't know what that is. That is just, I don't, and I don't even have children. I think that comes from like, if you have children, you got to clean stuff up all the time and then you have something that's just easy to clean. You're like, oh, thank God. It's the relief of having to have an easy cleanup. I don't have no children, but I understand it. I understand it because sometimes you're like, oh my God, I've gone through like four bowls to prepare this and two cutting boards. And then like, you know, I got to make the rice in one pot and then I got the other pan to saute this and then I got the other pan to cook that and then I'm just like I'm cleaning up I'm just and you got to clean as you go the other thing is you got to clean as you go because if you don't clean as you go then you got to clean it at the end when you want to go so you clean as you go so you can go when you want to go um yeah I just I just I just get excited about those things um and you know been drinking a little bit more wine a little more vino I know I'm getting drunk I don't really like I have like one, two glasses of wine, but sometimes, hey, feel like getting a little little bit little bit a little bit more I'm trying to think of a word. I was gonna say a little more buzz and then I was trying to get creative with it and then it just didn't come. Um <laughs> Hey, 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 it happens. Um, but I wanna get a little more buzz. And I know I'm getting there when I start to just like break out into an accident, accent, accident. I'm not breaking out into an accident. All right. I mean, then I'm just shit faced. If you're breaking out into an accident, you're pissing your pants. That's an accident. You're shit faced. Um, but, and you might have a problem. People are like, oh man, I got so drunk and then I peed my pants. I've never gotten so drunk that I, like I've, maybe I got lucky. Maybe in college I blacked out and I didn't piss my pants and it was just like my bladder didn't get there. And then I just got lucky. But like for the most part, I've gotten, you get very drunk and then you're like, I still know where my bladder's at. I still know when I got to go. Um, but when an accent comes out, you know, when it's just, you get a little saucy, you get a little going, you just, you're feeling loose and then you, 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 your voice box goes, hey, time to fucking hop on a jet. My voice box is going to go ahead and buy a ticket. Fucking go. Hey, give me, hey, let's go. Let's go to another continent. And then you start singing everything. Ugh, when you start, that's those are the different stages of getting drunk. First comes the accent, right? You're just like, hey, let's have a little glass of wine, you know? And then it's just like, hey, look at you, you little, you little, you little minx, you little cute minx, right? And then you keep going, and then you keep drinking the wine. And then after you keep drinking the wine, that little, that little accent, uh, the accent starts to get a little feeling. And the feeling is that you're on Broadway, baby. And then when you say Broadway, well, you got to make sure that you keep the accent. Cause he... And then you just start singing about stuff in the room. 
Like that's when you when you I mean at least for me like I just you're just you're just I here we are in the dining room we got the windows with the turquoise knobs hey I got online now is that I got the bobs um and then you just want a little bit of ice cream and then you go to sleep and that's it. <sighs> I was talking to my abuela, uh, to my grandma, and uh, she's uh, so she lives uh, she lives in Mexico, and she lives in a uh, it's a retirement community type deal, right? So they they have it completely locked down, obviously. So she's in her room most of the day, and so she's not interacting with people. My abuela, yo, she loves like she loves getting into it with people. Loves it. It's like one of her favorite things to do. Like that woman loves conflict. Like you, she has real housewives energy. My grandma has like in her younger years, you put her on Bravo. Like she's, she's a Bravo, a Bravo character through and through. And I'm talking to her on the phone and I'm like, Hey grandma. So now that you're, um, abuela, you know, now that you're a Bobby, I call her Bobby. It's Yiddish. Uh, you know, Bobby, now that you're, um, you can't, you know, you guys are pretty much like in your rooms most of the day. You probably aren't able to like fight with people. <laughs> and I said that like, like in a way that you would say to someone, say you would say uh, something to someone like, like, oh, like you've lost this thing. Like, oh, now that you're in quarantine, you can't go to a bar. Like, oh, grandma, now that you're, you're in quarantine, you can't get angry at people and have people get angry at you. Like she's like a female Larry David in that sense. Like conflict is her fucking life blood, right? Like she, she revels in it. So she was like, no, nah, I still find a way. No, nah, todavía encuentro maneras para, para pelear. Todavía lo hago. And I'm like, how? What do you, what do you do? She's like, well, the other day she smokes, right? So she's smoking a cigarette. And another woman is passing by, walking by, and she looks at my grandma, and she goes, Hey, Celia, you look, you look great. And my grandma, not thinking, reaches out her arm, touches the woman's shoulder, and goes, Ay, gracias, 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 just being nice. And the woman, you know, in COVID times, my grandma touches her on the shoulder, and the woman just freaks out. Ay, no, no, no me puedes tocar. ¿Qué estás haciendo? No me tocas. No me toques. Don't do it. And my grandma, instead of going, ay, perdón, perdón. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She goes, back in. Back in, touches the woman's shoulder again and goes, ay, no seas exagerada. Don't be, don't exaggerate. She just, she loves just a little bit. You know, the sizzle. She loves, like, if her life, her life, she feels the most alive. She's like a piece of garlic, right, that feels the most alive when you throw into just like a pot of olive oil. It just sizzles. That's when she feels at her best. Um, and then she was she just watching Netflix. That's it. And she loves Ozark. Fucking loves Ozark. Loves it, which I, I is find hilarious. Doesn't like Tiger King. I uh, just couldn't, couldn't get into it, which I understand. Those, I mean, everyone on there's pretty much everyone on there's a piece of shit. Um, 
She couldn't get into that, but she loves she loves Ozark. And my dad, so then she's talking to my dad. And my dad is, you know, she's asking for suggestions about what to watch on Netflix. So my dad's like, all right, I'll give you a list of shows to watch. And, you know, her memory's starting to fade, right? Her short-term memory. Um, so he's like, do you have a pen and paper? Do you have a pen and paper so you could write down the shows that I give you? And, you know, my grandma's like, yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it. He's like, are you sure you have a pen and paper? She's like, I got it, I got it, I got it. So for two minutes, my dad is just naming shows, right? He's, he's giving her this list of shows. And then two minutes in, she goes, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I need to grab a, I need to grab a pen and paper. Like she, she just wanted, she wanted, she, she really believed that she was going to, I couldn't remember two minutes of, of shows that you list. Like I would need to write it down, but she wanted to give it a shot. And, um, so then he had to relist, relist those things. What else? I started to learn French. Uh, started to learn a little bit of Francais. Uh, cause I went to, I went to a French school when I was a kid, like kindergarten through second grade. So like all my classes were in French. So like the French is in there. The French is, uh, it's in the skull. It's in the psyche. I just, uh, it has to be, has to be resurfaced. Uh, but I'm having, I'm having a really hard time, uh, hard time with it. Cause it just conflates with the Spanish, you know, like el is like the male you in Spanish, but el is the female her in, um, in French. So just like little things like that where I'm like, yo, can we just fucking be on the same page with our Latin roots or no? Because if not, then this probably is not going to happen. Um, and I can't, I can't speak French, dude. I just, I mean, I can, but the problem is I'm, I like try too hard to have an accent, you know, like instead of just being like, instead of just embracing the fact that like I might have a little bit of an American sounding accent, like I refuse. I'm like, I can't sound like a gringo. I can't sound like an American when I speak this language. I'm like, I need to sound fucking French. All right. My, I need to speak and someone is to be like, oh, fucking France right there, dude. Like I need to speak and I need Bordeaux to come flowing out of my mouth, you know, like I need to speak and they need to be like, oh, is he related to Charles de Gaulle? You know what I mean? Like I need, I need to speak and just Brie, Brie just comes, just, 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 when I throw up, I want, it's just Brie, it's Brie and Bordeaux. Like that's what I want it to sound like, but it's not going to happen. And then like, I just don't have like with the, the, the sounds of it all, I don't have the like the 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 ability to do it phonetically yet so i just and then i get the and then my mother and then it's just i sound like a b is buzzing around in my fucking mouth um so i think i just need to embrace it je m'appelle daniel comment allez-vous ça va ça va bien très bien Très bien, because très bien, très bien, mais je ne sais pourquoi. Then I just sound like I'm trying. And French is an inherently pretentious language. You know what I mean? Like when you speak French, you sound like you think you're better than everyone, especially if you're not French. Like the French sound like they think they're better than everyone because they, I think they do think they're better than everyone. But when you're not French and then you try to speak French and you try to speak with an accent, there's a little bit like, oh, Oh, you don't know French? You don't uh, parler français, mais you are a coward. You are less than. And there we go. I tried to do the French accent, and I just sounded like my Mexican grandma. We've been over it. 
can't do accents. All right. Let's uh, let's let's wrap this thing up. Let's do this. Uh, I want to go ahead uh, do a little segment that I had I, I didn't do, haven't done in a minute. So I thought, hey, let's do it. Let's do it today. Let's do a little segment that I like to call uh, La Cultura, La Cultura, where I'm just going to do some facts about a country. And uh, today uh, we're going to talk about Hondu- Honduras, 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 Honduras. Is it Honduras? Is it? Is it? Tell me if you hear this. Tell me. Honduras, it's uh, it's Honduras, but then, um, is it Honduras? Oh, here we go. Spanish, Honduras. I fucking knew it, dude. Dude, sometimes, sometimes my instincts are right, and a lot of the times they're incorrect. But in this case, very, very, very right. Um, okay, so, uh, Honduras. So we're just gonna go ahead, quick stats, and then four facts, and then we're gonna get out of here. Stats and facts, baby. Ryman. Without meaning to. Uh, okay, so Honduras was declared from Spain, uh, independent from Spain, on September 15th, 1821, and declared from the first Mexican Empire on July 1st, 1823, and declared as Honduras uh, from the Federal Republic of Central America. That was like a combination of uh, now, you know, independent countries. Uh, November 5th, 1838. Um, and yeah, we'll do uh, just like four facts real quick. So... Uh, Honduras was the first country to be referred to as a banana republic. And the definition of a banana republic is pretty much any country um, that... any country that is, uh, it, it's used to describe a politically unstable country with an econo- economy dependent upon the exportation of a limited resource product such as uh, bananas. So that was the first country to be referred to as a banana republic. Uh, every year uh, for about the last century uh, in Yoro, which is, I, it's in the north, in the northern part of Honduras, there is a, uh, a rain of fishes where literally fishes come raining down just like the ending of magnolia just fishes instead of frogs so lluvia de peces um the pescados uh just come 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 down in euro and i thought that was fake when i read it and then i looked it up and it's very real and i can only imagine the stench i can only imagine the cleanup and people go to that to see it and i get why you would go to go see it but um and i'm sure it's pretty how is that not something that we all know about? Like, how does how do we not all know that there's a place in this world that once a year fish just come raining on down? Like, we thought Sharknado was crazy. We thought Sharknado was too much. Sharknado was unrealistic. Not that crazy, clearly. Clearly, fish is fallen from the sky. Um, the, air, uh, the airport, Toncontin, uh, the Toncontin Airport in Honduras is known for having uh, one of the most dangerous landings uh, because you have to make like a hard turn because it's because of the elevation and there's a lot of big mountains, mountains and hills uh, close to where the airport is. So it's you know it's kind of this like very rocky terrain, um, which makes the landing very difficult. And I saw a video of it. You can Google it. It doesn't look terrifying. In certain videos, and then, but Google like the pilot's view, dude. The pilot's view. Fuck the pilot's view, dude. Fuck it. Fuck. I, except, I bet you when you're doing this, when they're like turning, because if you're on, if you're turning and you're, you feel it. I got a little, uh, I got a little tight. But yeah, the pilot's view is terrifying. 
Um, and then finally, they have a smoking ban in homes in Honduras, a smoking ban, and they have a six-foot ban uh, outside of homes. So out, if you're smoking outside of your homes, you need to be six feet away from anybody uh, from anybody else. So, hey, when it came to social distancing, ahead of their times. Uh, all right, cool. That's it. That's today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, as always, uh, I really do appreciate you listening. I hope you enjoyed listening to uh, this week's podcast, to this episode. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Uh, as always, you know, subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at DW Comedy. And yeah, that's it. Till the next episode, be good, be kind, and I will see you then. Bye.